KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's Eagle season, and I've got green on the brain. But not just any green, a certain kind of green. A green that's bright, a green that's bold, a green that stands out. Kelly Green. And I'm not alone. You can find Kelly Green all around Philadelphia these days. Tell me, what are you sporting going into the first Friday of the Eagle season? Oh, the first Friday of the Eagle season, you know I got to be kicked the fresh fit hat, you know. Got to be sporting the bleed, bleed green Eagle shirt. Derek's from Delaware County. He's doing some shopping at Mitchell & Ness, the sports apparel store in Center City. And yes, Derek's dressed for Eagles football. He's dressed in that special Kelly Green. Kelly Green all the way, you know, it's the original Eagle color. Rock it to the end. Derek prefers the Kelly Green to Midnight Green, the Eagles' current color. The Eagles made the switch to a darker, duller, almost foresty Midnight Green in the mid-1990s. But before that, they wore some variation of Kelly Green for about 60 years. Why is there so much love for Kelly Green? The Eagles haven't worn it in over two decades. And the team was pretty much bad to mediocre at best when they did wear it. So why is it so popular? I'm Brian Seltzer, and on this episode of the John Cast, a seemingly innocent question about Kelly Green leads to some much bigger thinking. Welcome to Mitchell and S. Come on in. At Mitchell and S, throwback sports gear is a big business. The mecca for all throwback sports gear. We have licenses with the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. But our big gear right now is obviously Eagles gear. Josh Steinberg is the manager of the Mitchell Ness store at 13th and Walnut in Center City. Mitchell Ness got its start in Philly in the early 1900s. Now, it's a global brand. But this time of year, the store sticks to its roots. The display window at the front of the store is full of mannequins wearing the classic Eagles Kelly Green. So as you guys can see, uh, Eagles gear... We do accessories now, as you can see that Kelly Green in a backpack, headwear for days, you know, featuring that iconic Kelly Green bird, different styles. Throwbacks are big right now. That's what people are looking for in this day and age. Why is that? What makes the Kelly Green so popular? Because to me, for a couple reasons on the surface, it doesn't add up. Reason number one. There's a whole generation of young Eagles fans who've never seen the team play a single game in the Kelly Green uniforms, aside from maybe a special one-off they did back in 2010. The Eagles ditched the Kelly Green uniforms in 1996, two years after Jeffrey Lurie bought the team. He wanted something edgier, something more intimidating, and has always seemed to resist the idea of bringing back the Kelly Green uniforms when the topic's been brought up with him. But this past spring, Lurie changed his tune. I'm here to announce that beginning in the 2023 season, uh, we're going to have the Kelly Classic Green Eagles jersey and matching helmet and do it the right way. It's what our fans have wanted. It's what we've wanted. It's going to be as identical to what that existed as possible. I talked about this with another Mitchell Ness customer, Maria. She was thrilled by the news. Talk to me about the color Kelly Green. What does the color Kelly Green represent to you? Obviously, the Eagles, nostalgia, um, being young and um, watching the Eagles games and cheering for them and um, 
just having the memories from that period of, of time and just feeling like the vet and the camaraderie and just the good old days. Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. When it comes to the Kelly Green uniforms, you've got some nostalgia for fans of a certain vintage, but what else? What you don't have is success, at least not in terms of team success. This paradox is the second reason why I'm a little curious about the Kelly Green uniform's popularity. I talk about it with Josh Steinberg, the manager at Mitchell and Ness. Why do you think people and fans of the Eagles feel such a strong connection to this particular era of uniforms, this Kelly Green color? Because the teams themselves, they were okay at times, but nothing spectacular. There wasn't a Mm -hmm. Super Bowl championship. Yeah, it is very interesting. I guess that just, that's just that green. It's just a great color. It really pops with white. The color is really a fan favorite. You know, people really gravitate towards it. Josh makes a good point, an aesthetic point. Kelly Green really pops, even against a backdrop of other greens, like the grass or turf you'd find on a football field. What makes Kelly Green stand out? What makes it pop? That's something I wanted to find out more about. My name is Al Gurry. I'm a professor at the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts, and I teach painting and drawing. Al is a legit master painter. Inside his studio office on the 10th floor of Paphos Campus on Broad and Cherry Streets, his works are all over the place, hung on the wall, stacked on shelves from floor to ceiling. They've also been on display at far more prominent places like the Philadelphia Museum of Art, the National Academy of Design in New York, and also in Washington, D.C., On a stool off to the side of his office, Al's got a stack of books about color, with titles like Color, The Secret Lives of Color, Color Ordered. So yeah, Al Gurry is a color expert. How does someone become a color specialist? Well, it's an interesting journey. As a a young student, I felt that I was abysmally hopeless in the area of color, didn't understand it, couldn't use it and making art, but I just worked hard. I really wanted to learn. Behind you, it seems like we have the tools of your craft right here. What are we looking at? Yes, this is, I call it my art cart, like they do in elementary school. It's a cart that I have all of my teaching materials on that I roll into a classroom. It's got buckets of oil paints, uh, panels, books, palettes, brushes, different mediums, oils, and things, and it's all ready to go. I use this as a way of making real the experience of art making for students, as opposed to just talking about it. A few moments later, Al is diving into a mini lecture about Kelly Green. The thing about Kelly Green that's interesting is it's a mixture of two kinds of colors. When it's manufactured or artists make this color, It's a mixture of something called cadmium yellow, uh, which is a bright, sunny yellow, and a darkish, fairly cool green called viridian green. And Kelly Green is a wonderful, bright, lively, hopeful, cheerful kind of green. It's also very energetic. The use of the color and the title of Kelly Green actually goes back to the 19th century. A gentleman named John Kelly, who was a politician in New York, became associated with that green. His um, campaign ribbon color was what was gradually referred to as Kelly Green, based on his name. 
but by the 1920s, it had become in common use as a, a green that is associated with many things, including St. Patrick and also spring and, you know, a rich positive kind of green, but of course, very much coming out of the many Irish immigrants at that time in the United States. So the name Kelly Green stuck for a whole lot of reasons. So I have just mixed the two colors together. I took some of this bright, warm, golden yellow, and I put a touch of the cooler, darker green, viridian green into it to make a nice even balance. So the result, it's like cooking, is a, a warm, vibrant green of a kind of a middle value. This green and white is going to really stand out on the field. I'll never be able to look at the color Kelly Green the same way again and not see some of the yellow influence. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the magic of color. It's really pretty wonderful. I guess I never really thought much about color in a deep way like this until I met Al. We talk about how Wherever he goes, whatever he does, he's always looking at everything through this specialized lens of color, what color means, what it represents. Yeah, I noticed those things and, uh, you know, and how they feel. There's the whole emotional part of it, how it makes you feel. And uh, different colors have resonances of feeling. I mean, that would be a wild way to see the world. Then my mind starts moving. And my eyes start looking around. And I'm thinking about the color green. Not just Kelly green, but the color green in general more and more. And I'm realizing that right here in Philadelphia, the color green is all around us. It's way more present than I ever gave it credit for. We'll get into that next. A Philadelphia dentist today was sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000. This was just unbelievable. You gotta understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point. No one could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer. This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Seltzer. All of a sudden, what started out as me scratching the itch of curiosity to find out more about the color Kelly Green is suddenly becoming something much bigger, all-encompassing. My mind's turning. My eyes are opening up. There's so much green here. All along, the color that I associated the most with Philadelphia was brick red, the color of row homes like the one that I lived in in Northern Liberties for a while. But maybe... I was just looking at the city the wrong way. The Schuylkill River Trail runs right beneath the building where our podcast studios are. So I went down there and I spent some time picking people's brains and pulling them. What color do they associate with Philadelphia the most? If I had to pin you down for one specific color that you had to associate and connect with Philly, what would it be? Putting you on the spot. I think of green. Mostly green. I would say green. My color is green. With Philly, uh, well, right now, green on the run here. Uh, yeah. 
Now, this was not a scientific study by any stretch. Different people might have had different answers in different parts of the city, depending on where they live, what they were doing that day, how they were feeling. Color can be a very subjective thing. But out of the dozen or so people I did talk to, the response was virtually unanimous. Green is the color they most associated with Philly. And not because of the city's football team, but for another reason entirely. One that's so obvious. I like the green in the spring, so I get I can I can see from like South Philly area from my apartment. I feel like in the past couple of years, there's been like a lot of push to you know open more parks, uh, unused space, convert those to parks, um, and I think that's like a great thing. By the time I was done on the Schuylkill River Trail, I couldn't believe I ever thought there was any color other than green that you could identify with Philly. There's over 10,000 acres of green space here. Of course, Philadelphia is a green city. I also chatted with Mark on the Schuylkill River Trail. He's a Central High grad, and he reminded me that being a green city was all part of William Penn's original plan. Now, this might be a little bit of a preposterous question, but do you think a case could be made that green should be the official color of the city of Philadelphia? Sure, why not? Why not? Actually, if I'm not mistaken, the history says something about the green town, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, William Penn, he wanted a quote-unquote green town. And that's why they laid out Fairmount Park. I got to look into this. Yeah, look into that. Please research that. And I want to get credit. Mark Edmonds, credit. (laughs) Guess what? You get credit. Mark was spot on. William Penn's original vision for Philadelphia was what he called a green country town. Another person I talked with on the Schuylkill River Trail, Priscilla, shared a really personal connection to why she considers green to be Philly's true color. My mom had a garden, and so a lot of times when I'm out and I see the scenery, I think of her. So, it, you know, a lot of it just feels like home to me. Um, she's no longer here, but I get to see her symbolically when I walk around, especially the trail, and I see the trees and the birds and the plants. So that's my thing. <laughs> I love that. Color's got a lot of power, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. It can heal. Now there's a big idea. Color has power. What about green? What can green do? I wanted to find out more about this, so I hopped on a Zoom with Garija Kaimel. She's the interim chair and assistant dean at the College of Nursing and Health Professions at Drexel University. She specializes in research on visual self-expression. She's also an art therapist. You know, one of the interesting aspects of the human experience is that our emotions haven't changed in tens of thousands of years. Our inner life, the things, uh, the sort of basic emotions we feel are the same. We are still inside of us, the hunter-gatherers that we were. How has the color green been applied in our everyday lives that we might notice or might not notice? Green, especially research on sort of landscapes, has shown that Verdant green landscapes without too many barriers, again, offer a sense of safety. So if you can look across a landscape and it it looks green, there are no sort of hidden areas, it's safe. Our old hunter-gatherer brains are like, okay, I don't see any predators hiding in here. And, you know, it sort of implies safety, I think. You think about all the violence happening in Philadelphia. We need green, I feel. I feel like this city needs as much green as it can get. Yep, yep, 100% agree. This theme came up when I met with Mar McCarthy. She's the executive director of the Fairmount Park Conservancy. As she and I chatted on the porch of the headquarters for the Fairmount Park Conservancy at the Ohio House along Belmont Avenue, 
She explains to me the trickle-down effects of parks, of green spaces. What are some of the holistic benefits of having access to green spaces, having access to parks in a city like this? Almost, frankly, too many benefits for us to name. We have uh, environmental benefits. The parks themselves often safeguard our waterways and our drinking water for the city because we as a city drink our surface waterways. They obviously provide and mitigate air quality concerns. They also help to create a mitigation for heat island effect. Of course, they have amazing mental health benefits. There's been a lot of data showing that... um, the more green space you have around you, the lower your crime rates are, higher satisfaction, higher physical health indicators. And I think that, of course, we have the social aspect of our parks. No matter how you sort of slice it, our parks are a piece of Philadelphia city life that we can't do without and that really define who we are as a city. So I think that one of the things we want to make sure we're doing as we move forward is this landscape we're looking at today was invested in by Philadelphians over 100 years ago. We need to be making the same investments now with an eye to benefiting Philadelphians 100 years from now. How do you do that? How do you make sure Philadelphia maintains, even builds upon, its legacy as being one of the greenest large cities in America? Making sure that we understand that we're going to make decisions now that will impact people for a very long time. And that when we talk about making changes to a landscape, it's not just about what we experience right now in the next you know, six months or a year. It's about how are we going to enjoy that landscape throughout the rest of our lifetimes. What started out as a fun, innocent look into the history of Kelly Green and what it means to Eagles fans became this much larger, broader thing, this story. And in the big picture... With all due respect to our city's beloved football team, it's the green we find all around us, in our parks, our backyards, our gardens, that's going to have the biggest say in our future. As hard as that might be for some of you diehard Eagles fans to believe. Do you think William Penn would be proud of what Philadelphia has become today? I think he would be really impressed at how his vision for green has grown. I think he would really be moved by the feeling and the affection that Philadelphians have for their parks and green spaces. The John Cast is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcasts and is made in Philadelphia by Tom Rickert, Sabrina Boyd Serka, Myron Kaplan, Holly Stevens, and me, Brian Seltzer. Special thanks to Josh Steinberg and Mitchell and Ness, Al Gurry, and the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts, Mar McCarthy and Carrie Filer Bender, and Garija Kaimel and Drexel University. If you want to read more about how green of a city Philadelphia is compared to other cities in the U.S., check out the link in our show notes. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at the Johncast, and you can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that's on the Odyssey app or somewhere else. We'll talk to you next week.